Welcome into the 30 Wise Podcast, episode number two. Uh, we're really excited to uh, kick off our second episode for you guys. We've got a lot of exciting topics. Today we've got Derek, Kurt, and myself, Taylor, uh, hosting for you guys today. And then we also are going to be introducing a new segment to the podcast, even though it's only our second episode. We've got an exciting new segment that we hope you all are going to like. So uh, we're going to kick it off here with with uh, topic number one. Uh, sports and what you guys want your kids to play or what you think you will let your kids play. Okay, before we jump into this, before I seem like a really mean dad, I want to start by saying if my child, boy or girl, doesn't matter, um, comes to me and they say, I want to do this with my friends and it's a sport of any kind, I will give them my blessing, I will do whatever I can to help them out, and I will push them forward to give them the option to play that sport. Now, backing up, as a selfish dad, which sports would I want my kid to play over others? Well, let's start out with one that I know I wouldn't want him to play, just because I had never played it before. Um, I think it's extremely boring to watch and really, really hard to get into, so watching a kid do it would be excruciating, and that is the sport of soccer. And I know a lot of people will go, but they get good exercise, and they get to be outside and hang out with their friends, and they won't get hurt. I don't care. <laughs> From a viewing standpoint, again, being a selfish parent, I would not want to do soccer. So that's my um, initial reaction to what sports I wouldn't want them to play. Sports I would want them to play are all the, the basic ones like football, basketball, baseball. Um, if they want to do something like tennis or track, I'd be all for it. Just soccer, not yet. Just <laughs> not my cup of tea right now. <laughs> that's funny, Derek. Um, I actually grew up playing soccer and uh, and loved it. Uh, never played because it wasn't something you Where couldn't you get up? hurt in. Oh, Wisconsin. Oh. And you can get hurt in soccer. You're just a little bit more conscious about it because you're not wearing a full suit of armor. Did yeah. you really yeah. grow up playing soccer? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Pretty much from uh, five years old until through high school. Foot and in then... mouth, Derek. That's all right. Whoops. That's that's the beauty of our uh, discussions here is we don't all share the same opinions, just like many of you out there. So um, given Derek's uh, nice tear on soccer, I would actually encourage my son or daughter to play soccer. Uh, any team sport is really a, a big kick for me and my wife. Um, we do, however, differ on the sport of football. Um, I am more towards any other team sport but that one, just due to how we're seeing more and more head injuries come out of it. And my personal opinion, and you guys can jump in anytime. I don't care how safe they make the helmets. The safer you make the helmet, the more they're going to feel comfortable using it as a weapon. And uh, I think the brain is something that you have to protect at all times. Well, I, I mean, going to that point, technology and where it's come, I mean, technology and work, technology and sports, there's just so much advancement that comes from it. I, you know, we're sitting here, I have a two-year-old, Derek, you have a two-year-old, Kurt, you have a three-year-old and a newborn. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen in the next three to ten years based off of when we're going to have our kids in sports. I mean, I'm probably not going to let my son or daughter jump right into football at the age of four like some people do unless it's flag football flag football you're not obviously hitting doing that kind of stuff but when you think about full contact football i'm not probably let them jump in at the age of five just because i mean i think that's a little early for for that full contact but then you know you fast forward five ten years down the road when they're they're you know they're playing it in middle school high school 
who knows where the technology is going to be at. And I, I, I don't want to say anything that I don't want to let my kids play a sport, but I'm not going to go as far as saying to Derek that I don't, I don't want to play soccer just because I can't, I can't watch it. I mean, if they're passionate about it, you got to let them, got to let them breathe a little bit. No, being a good dad, you'd let them do whatever they want. But as a selfish parent, what would you not want to watch your kids do? Soccer's a tough one. Yeah, see? <laughs> I'd be okay watching them do anything as long as they're trying to do their best and they're yeah. winning. Because if they're, you know, I love it. But if, I, <laughs> if I'm going out there and watching them play something and every week I have to talk them about, that's all right, we'll try again next week. <laughs> like, maybe you should get better or pick a different sport. Okay, so, uh, so the Green Bay Packers are in the Super Bowl. Oh, it's one now. of their best teams ever. And you get a chance to, instead of watch the Super Bowl, you go watch your son do something. What's the one thing you would least like to watch your son do from a sporting aspect? It's an interesting way to put it. Because there's got to be something that if your kid does it and it's a sport, you go, oh, man, I wish I'd watch the Super Bowl instead. Or I wish I'd be doing something else instead. There's got to be that one sport. There's got to be something. All right, so here's the question. How old are the kids at this point? I mean, are we just talking in general? Because little kid sports are painful to watch regardless yeah. because they're not coordinated enough or most people, most kids aren't coordinated enough to really do a whole lot. Are we talking about all right, Let's say teenagers. high school, Let's say teenagers but the value of you being there regardless of what age they are. We're not talking about that, though. That's out the window. That's logic. <laughs> We're not placing logic in, to that question. Not today's topic of discussion. There's got to be one. We're going to get it out of you. All right. Think about it. Think about it. So Taylor, think about you, it while Taylor's talking. Taylor, you have a girl. Yep. You have a little girl. Yeah. Um, there are um, sports out there that are more popular, more geared toward women. Yeah. Um, talk about that. What would you or what would you not let your little girl play? I, I I guess I haven't really thought about it. I'm more willing to let them try and do a whole lot of things than to try and have to zero in on one specific thing. And I think that's where we're getting at right now with with the within any type of sports, regardless of the age, is if you want to play, you have to specialize. And I'd rather just let her try everything and see what she's passionate about and go after it. I mean, the the one thing that would be tough, I mean, it is soccer, just because, again, I didn't play it. I don't have as big of a passion for it. I mean, sure, I'll watch the World Cup of Soccer when it's on because it's really exciting. It's the highest level of soccer. But other than that, I'm not going to flip on the TV or I'm, not, I'm likely not going to go to a Loons game here in Minnesota. All right, well, I got one for you. Instead of soccer, how about gymnastics? Now, I'm not saying gymnastics is boring, but could you handle watching your daughter flip around and jump off beams and stuff like that, knowing that at any minute she could get injured and injured in a really gruesome way, which happens in gymnastics. It's true. Wouldn't watching that every single second, would you not cringe? No. but I, oh, I, I would hate that. I, I mean, but I also, you know, I also take it as a point of if she's good at it, she's going to be, she's going to enjoy it and she's really going to like it. <clears throat> If she's not good at it, I'm hoping that she's going to try something else. Because, again, you, you come back to, are they going to get hurt? Are they not going to get hurt? And, again, every sport, regardless of what it is, even if you play golf, you can get injured. Now, it's not every day that you're going to get hit in the head by a golf ball and sustain a you know a concussion type of injury like football. But, I mean, there definitely are injuries that can happen in every sport. So... You take it, you're basically trying to say, how do I bubble wrap my kid and make sure that they don't get injured? I'm not going to take that stance. Me either. I, I understand there's the inherent 
fact that they will at some point get hurt. It just depends on how bad mm-hmm. and what they do about it. And that's kind of a good life lesson too is how do you come back from that? Um, how do you face how adversity? Do you, yeah, how do you face adversary, adversity? Um, and, yeah, like to Taylor's point about how many sports there are now and, like, the if you want to play at a higher level, you have to specialize. I'd, I'd rather it be back when we were kids, and maybe that's just naivety from when we were young. <laughs> maybe we didn't realize that if we wanted to play college this or college that, we should have been doing only that. But that's I true. loved playing every single game I could play. Yeah. Um that so that being said, Derek, I don't know that there's any one thing that I wouldn't let my boys try out. I'm not super gung ho if you want to call ballet a sport. I wouldn't be gung ho about that, but at the same time, keeps them light on their toes, builds core. Okay, so it could be a benefit for another flexibility. Yep. Okay, I got a question for you two. Then, okay, let's say your child is playing a sport, whatever sport it is. How would you deal with one of those parents who overreacts, or the one that sits there and yells at an umpire, yells at a referee, or gets in a fight with a coach? What would you do? If that were a parent on of a kid on the same team as yours, I think you just ignore it. Would be the best way to approach it, and then uh, discuss with your kid in the car why you're not that way and why they shouldn't be that way when they grow up. I, 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 uh, <laughs> I, 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 I find it tough to ignore stuff like that because. So what would you do? I, I hand I mean, him a coaching uh, application, yeah. right? No, I. You it throw goes, a beer at him, wouldn't you? <laughs> Sit down. It's not an open conversa- confrontation unless it has to be. But you got to be able to if if it, if they're on the same team as you, I I feel like you got to be able to step up and at least say something to that parent and be like, hey, now's not the time or the place to be acting like this, talking bad about something, you know, harassing the ref because not only you, you use it as a teachable moment, like Kurt said, but at the same time. You got to be able to, you know, have the, have enough balls to go up to that person and say, "Hey, you know, calm down." And it should a, just be a, a civil we're discussion, a, like, right? Exactly. We're here we're for in, the kids. We're in a high school. Let's event focus on what we're doing. Exactly. Let's not make it about you. Let's not make it about the calls. Let's just let the kids play and enjoy the sport. A piece of advice for both of you: if you find yourself in that situation, don't engage right away or when things get heated, because that's when all the cell phones are out, right? And you don't want to be caught <laughs> on camera. But it's fine if you speak your piece afterwards when people are videotaping, but you don't want to be the YouTube sensation that's getting played on Good Morning America are when you sure? millions of people go, God, look at that moron parent. Yeah. Not unless you have your 30 Wise t-shirt on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Free promotion. Free promotion. Well, but it, it goes back to, again, you might ignore it during the game, mm-hmm. but you, you got to say something. You just have to because those people absolutely drive me nuts. And, you know, the other part of it is – you know, maybe they'll start to figure it out if people aren't starting to sit by them because that's usually what's going to happen. What Nobody's going to want to sit by them. What if it's a parent of your kid's best friend? It doesn't matter. Then you should be you should have more of a relationship with yeah. them at that point mm-hmm. to be able to say something. If it's some random kid that's just on your team and you've never you know you don't hang out with the family you you've seen you see them basically at, at the games. That's one thing. But if it's somebody like that where you have a relationship with, it should be a lot easier to have that conversation. Derek's just preparing us for when all of our kids are in high school and we have to sit by him. <laughs> no, I'm, I would be very quiet and very reserved. Uh-huh. Sure you will. I, just like at karaoke. Hey, when I was younger, when I was younger, I did both. I was a, I was a referee slash umpire at like little kids' tournaments, and I was also a coach on you know little kids' teams and stuff. And that is the absolute worst. When you're out there... Refing a fourth graders basketball tournament, yeah. and you got a parent in the stands who's heckling you. 
because they don't think you're making the right hand check foul calls. And then they come up at to a fourth you, grade basketball. They come game. up to you after the game's over and they go, "I hope you feel okay with yourself." How old were you at that time? When I think you were it was refing tenth like grade. Yeah, because I can remember I used to ref uh, soccer too, <laughs> and there was at least one point at like a U eight soccer game. So eight year olds running around that this dad was just laying into me, and I must have been maybe fourteen, and I just walked over and I'm like, "Here's my whistle. It's halftime. <laughs> you want to you want to run this? <laughs> Otherwise, sit down." Yeah. The biggest thing, and to, to wrap it all back together, is I think finding a sport that they're passionate about is is the key to it. Mm-hmm. If they're passionate about it, I'll let them do whatever they want. But if they're not passionate about it, I don't want them to be miserable playing a sport that they don't like. I agree. And my preference would be if it's a sport where they are part of a team, yeah. where they have to work as one unit to accomplish a goal that's bigger than themselves. Yep. And no offense to... Sports like swimming and gymnastics and stuff like that and wrestling, it's more individualized, even though you're part of a team. I am more geared toward the footballs, the baseballs, the basketballs, where you are one of a collection of kids um, trying to accomplish a bigger goal above and beyond yourself for that team. So that's that's my preference on that. Yeah, and push them towards something that there's guaranteed money in the contract, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly. Well, that's kind of a good segue, I guess, with with all the the stuff we got going on. So, within sports, just in general, we there's a lot of discussion about how long basket or baseball games take, how long football games take, how long sports is taking. Are we getting? bored with how long a baseball game takes when it takes three, two and a half, three, maybe three and a half hours, depending on how long. Um, what do you guys think is America's pastime now? We, we hear a lot about viewership in football. We hear a lot about how long and the, the longstanding traditions of baseball being that, that pastime. But what do you guys feel as it, and maybe it's not even football or baseball, but I think, you know, those two are obviously some of the more more popular sports. But go okay, ahead. my opinion is, and I don't think it's close. It's football, unless you are an old school sports reporter who used to wake up every morning and check the box score in the paper. Then you're holding on to something, <laughs> <laughs> nostalgia setting in. But right now it's football, and it's not even close. I mean, there is more attention around football during their off season than there is during the middle of baseball season in America, and it's not even close. And it's for one reason, one reason only, and that's because games matter more. During a football season, they do in a baseball season because the season of baseball is way too long. You could you could hit a 20-game stretch where you're not playing well and somebody gets injured and you lose a bunch of games, and it really doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't because it's 20 of 161. Or is it 162? 162, I See, believe. That's, but that's a that's lot of games, and there are so many people who cycle through every single year in a specific team that's hard to... Um, become emotionally attached to players on the team because they're different every single year. You're attached to the team. Yes. And the other thing with baseball that I absolutely hate is from prime to um, being washed up can happen just like that. Or else you could be Albert Pujols and you could be signing a huge contract with the Los Angeles Angels and that next year you look like you barely belong in the major leagues. Yeah. Where that type of talent does not um, waste away as fast in the NFL so you get a better idea of where your players are from year to year. And I think as a fan, that's a lot more important. And that's why I think football now in America is America's pastime and not baseball. And it's not even close. Fair enough. I would agree with you on that, that currently the pastime is, is football. It had, the, the tides have changed. Um, the people that are baseball purists will still love their baseball. But the speed of which you watch a game, I mean, we've got 
preseason baseball spring training on in the background and you don't even have to follow it to know what's going on it's you know the the pitching even though they've sped that up it's much easier to watch a football game because it's going to be faster paced i mean heck even golf figured it out they don't start it until half the field has gone through so they can go shot to shot to shot to shot you watch a baseball game and you're like are they going to pitch again and that's hard it's fun to go to a game and i love baseball but the season's too long. The games are too long. Um, I think the interest is football. I think your comparison to golf with that is spot on. I mean, you're, talk you're about exactly a sport right. that modified how they were doing it to keep viewership. But to throw a wrench into it, we we talk about the pastime, and that's where I, I'm not I'm not saying that baseball is that pastime. But you look at what it means to be the pastime, and it's because of the length of that season and how many games there are. You don't have to try and fit your schedule into 16 weeks, 17 weeks, whatever it is, and try and get to a football game more expensive. You know, there's just a lot more to football when you want to go and you want to interact, whereas baseball, there are so many games, which is why I feel like it's the pastime, because you have more opportunities to do it. Now, whether I'm not saying that more it's more popular, because I definitely don't think that. You've got football, basketball, a lot in, in a lot of respects, golf is probably more popular at this point than than baseball is now, just with viewership. So, uh, you know, the length of the season I feel like makes it that pastime. But then going back to the point that you made right away, Derek, football's almost year round right now. Basketball's year round right now. Golf is year round right now. I mean, every sport you're going to be able to pick something up, or there's. You know, you've got the dedicated networks to be able to go to and say, all right, I want to go to the NBA TV. I want to go to NHL. I want to go to NFL. I want to go to baseball. I mean, every sport, golf has a, has a channel where you can mm-hmm. literally do stuff every day of the year if you wanted to and get that itch if you need to. I did really like your point about the accessibility of baseball versus a football game. It's 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 still not inexpensive to take your family to a baseball game, but it's definitely a lot more affordable than trying to get to a NFL level football game. Yeah. The last point I want to make on that is baseball has always been branded as a family game. You bring your kid, you buy him the baseball hat that's a little too big. You sit him down <laughs> in, in the baseball seat and you buy him that big hot dog with a little too much ketchup, a little too much mustard, and he spills on himself. Yeah. And, you and you bring your gloves and you talk about all the players and it's just a great family event. Yeah. I think that's going away because of technology. Everything's more accessible. Yeah, I think nowadays a kid can sit down on a smartphone and get that same sort of um, interaction with the sport as he could actually be in there, and he doesn't have to actually be there. He can stay in his house, which is what kids want to do more than actually go out. (laughs) Which is sad. Which is is. a sad trend. But, yeah, you see those commercials where you can even get courtside seats to the basketball games with VR, and you're like, that's the best seat in the house. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the kids' fault, because I don't know if we would have done anything. I don't know if we would not have been like that if technology was the same way when we were growing up. I can't say that I would have been any different than kids now if I had that sort of technology at my fingertips. So you can't blame them. Sure. I mean, and, and I go back, and we always went to a baseball game for my birthday. And that's that's that again. You bring back the nostalgia piece. That was that one you know one time a year at least. I knew that I was going to be able to go to a baseball game and really have that excitement. Bring the glove. Go with friends. Go with family. Do all that kind of stuff. Whereas, like you said, football, you might not hit that because again, taking twelve kids to a football game 
<laughs> it's a lot more expensive <laughs> take than taking out a 12 kids. Exactly, 12 kids to a baseball game. But I, the other piece about baseball is there's also more leagues around baseball as well where you can have a town ball team, you can have a you know bigger state team that's you know not minor leagues but also you know like the St. Saint Paul Saints. Is what yeah. I, I don't know where we classify them. But you've got you know you've got more accessibility mm-hmm. to smaller teams and more options to be able to you know go and view that stuff, which is also a, a, an argument for baseball. You're right. But, and the one other thing I think baseball's got going for it um, compared to football is baseball is a much more relaxed environment. Where as a parent, I'd feel a lot more comfortable bringing my kid to a baseball game yeah. than I would a football game. The chances of my kid experiencing some drunk idiot doing something stupid is a lot higher, in my opinion, at a football game yep. than it would be at a baseball game. So, again, I think that's has an advantage for baseball compared to football, and I think that's why um, families continue to bring their kids to baseball events, whether it's, it's major leagues or something else, or, instead of yep. some sort of football, because it's a more relaxed family environment still. Yep. But, I, but I also think that the smaller town team, not smaller town teams, but like the St. Paul Saints, they've your figured, AAA, your AA exactly. Affiliates. You've you've figured out something that makes it more exciting than just the baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they've taken a Great really point. good job of making a show of it. Yeah. Or all right, bring your just well, a fun environment. Exactly. Bring your dog to the ballpark. You've done that, Derek, at mm-hmm. the St. Paul Saints. Yeah. I, I I don't know that I would have gone. I don't have a dog, and <laughs> if there's going to be ten thousand people with dogs, I'm not sure that's my idea of a relaxing day, <laughs> or or you know even a sporting event that I want to go to. But that's a really interesting draw for people that it's something different. Not dogs aren't welcome everywhere. Animals aren't welcome everywhere. It just gives them another opportunity to be with that other family member that they have. So. That's that side, if we want to call it sideshow, but it's the sideshow of some of those smaller teams that you're getting that's that's keeping people attracted to some of those smaller ones versus a major league game where you go and you first 10,000 fans get a bobblehead. Well, that's exciting, and then it's over until the end, and you might get fireworks. You might not get anything. You're just done. Yeah. So that's where I think some of that theatrics is coming into play, well, too. It'll be interesting to see how baseball evolves, because major league teams can make more of an intimate environment like the St. Saint Paul Saints and other minor league baseball teams have done. Yep. I think they got a chance. Um, before we run out of time, Kurt, I want to ask you this question. Sure. What's going on with all these kid challenges? You have the, the 48 hour challenge, you have the Tide Pod challenge, you have... All that other crap they're doing right now. What are your thoughts, man? I just I don't I don't even fathom how difficult it must be to be a teenager or a, a kid in today's society with so many inputs from so many different sources and the impact that social media has on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think growing up, I mean, the most we ever ran into was just you were playing online video games and someone was. Saying something to you, um, yeah. Someone was harassing you, smack talking. Yeah, yeah. traditional, it. traditional, traditional. But then, if you wanted uh, to go, some fun, yeah, if you wanted to go hazing. hang out with your friend, you just rode your bike over there, and yeah. uh, there wasn't so much, so much input from so many different sources, and and you didn't get trolled or all these different things that these kids are getting the pressure on them. So I, I don't know why why these are so popular. Um, I think it's because of boredom. Yeah, they have nothing else to do with their lives. Well, goes Everything back, is so instant. It goes back to exactly what you said earlier. They have that access right on their phones or smartphones to whatever they want, whether it's sports, yes. social media, whatever it is. It's right there. 
that's where that's that's why the I, that's why I feel like these things are stupid but popular is because they're having that instant access to whatever they want. They're able to view it, do it, and post and then it, post it yeah. if they want to by themselves or depending on whatever it is, they might need somebody else. But I think that's the part that that's getting to to kids is that the feel the need to project themselves as something on social media, whatever that is. And right. I'm not a social media mogul. I, I, I don't pretend to be. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just one of those things where nowadays, if you want to be cool or if you want to have friends or if you want to do things, I feel like there's a there's pressure to, to, to do stuff on social media. Well, and Whereas back when we were kids, if you did something stupid, you just told the story to a bunch of people. <laughs> And see or, if they thought it was cool. Or you completely made it up and let it ride out <laughs> right. as long as you exactly. possibly could. Exactly. I think nowadays kids have more pressure than ever to um, show worth. Well, Not only true. to their friends, but to themselves. And yep. an easy way to do that is to throw some stupid video out there on some sort of social media platform and get likes. Because it's instantaneous feedback that what I am doing, somebody else thinks it's cool or worthwhile. And that value is very important to me. Well, and the the big thing with all these challenges is they started out by having a challenge that was meant to go towards something. Yeah, I think the most ALS of it, ice bucket the challenge. ice bucket yeah. challenge is probably the one that started them all. And then everybody else decided, hey, let's just making it, let's keep making it more dangerous. And so what's a, what's a really dumb challenge right now? Is it the forty eight hours? Yeah, where you just go yeah. missing for forty eight hours? That's a yeah. thing. That's well, horrible. it's either a thing or it's a. It's something that that kids are saying they did just to again. It's it's all about what they're projecting, yeah. whether they actually did it or not. But I mean, hey, you can't tell me you never went missing for forty eight hours when you went on some Halo binge in your buddy's basement <laughs> from a Friday night to a Sunday morning. Does that count? Well, your parents <laughs> had to pick up the landline to call and find out if you were over at the house or not. Most of the, but that's different because your parents knew where you were at. This is so that they, one qualifies. They, they get exactly. They yeah. go dark. They don't know where people are, and that's and that's the creepy thing. I mean, again, it, you started out with something that was harmless, something that was supposed to do good, and now they've just made it more dangerous. They just keep making it more insane things that happen that basically are trying to injure people as they do it. And not everybody's going to get injured, but there's a high likelihood that it will or, so, or cause fear yeah i mean especially with the the news of more and more abductions and all this stuff they hear about sex trafficking and all that i mean how could you as a parent not be terrified if your kid went missing for 48 hours what okay. thoughts would go through your mind i mean this is just uh these trends are are not great it's not smart we'll talk about disturbing and things that aren't smart the newest challenge i think is momo Th- is that a thing or is that I a don't hoax? think it's a challenge. It's more or less um, just somebody who has nothing better to do with their time and uh, wants to go ahead and embed um, viral videos inside of programming on YouTube or on even YouTube Children's Kids, programming. which is really, I mean, to me, sad. I was talking to Lori on the way home from, from church today, and I said, what value do these people who do this get from it? What Like, how do you go and do this and then say, you know what, I did this today and I feel really good about myself? Well, it, and to it, what end? It's exactly. psychotic. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's somebody who feels like they need to portray what they feel inside out to others. Okay. It's their way. I mean, that's what I feel like that is. You're trying to to make people feel like you do. And you want that. You want those 
kids. And unfortunately, these are targeted at kids, and I have no respect for anybody who does anything to kids. So, you know, if if they were to find this person or figure out who's posting this thing, I mean, there should be unspeakable things done to this person because of what they're trying to do to these kids. Yes. So, so we're all parents here, so quickly go around the horn. What would you do as your child ages to hopefully prevent them from um, um, ending up in some stupid game? Finding stuff like, like this. this? Yeah. I mean, how do you the, stop it or prevent it? You have to be able to, I mean, the programs like YouTube and YouTube Kids, they're putting in safety features that you have to activate as parents. They're not automatically in there. So as long as you're doing your due diligence and, you know, pop in from time to time and, and see what they're see what they're looking at. Ask Have a rule and say, hey, I'm going to pop in and I want to see what you're doing at any given time. And if you don't show me, then we're going to have, you know, those internet privileges taken away. I think that's well, the least a parent could do. The least, well, yeah. Not, not. I'm. Gonna, I'm just going to go off a completely different thing. Technology is what it is. It's going to happen. Teaching your kids common sense. I mean, don't believe everything you can on on the internet. I mean, it just goes. It, you know, it's on the internet. It's real, right? That. I mean, that's not always true. Right. Don't harm yourself. I mean, think about just having common sense when it comes to it. And sitting them down one time and telling them it's not enough. It's got to be something that's got to be reinforced over and over again through words and through actions of the parent as well. And reminding them that, like Taylor said, these videos have no power in your life. This is just someone talking to you. Yep, yep, exactly. It shouldn't really control anything. Exactly. So... We, I told you we we're going to get to an exciting new segment to the show. Um, this is what we're going to close with. So the uh, exciting new segment is Orchard Optimism, hosted by Kurt. Yes. Hello, viewers. Good day. Good evening. So glad that you joined us today. Um, in a world where we're constantly surrounded by dark, sad things on the news, I think it's important that I I get up here and I just highlight some things that I've seen in the world in the past week or two that really, uh, really just highlight that there the majority of people are good. There is a lot of good out there, and I don't want you guys to get down about raising kids in this world or about being part of this world because it's an amazing world that we live in. Um, Two examples that I'd like to to share is, uh, so recently in Owatonna, we had an an enormous snowstorm actually in the Midwest that shut down the highway, (laughs) two major highways. Uh, You couldn't even get out of town southbound on I-35. There were probably over 150 semis that parked at at, uh, Walmart. Walmart, That's not an over-exaggeration. No, they were everywhere, and you saw... News stories. This was like on local and probably maybe even made national it news. made national news. Um, but the thing that, that got me is I went to Walmart to check it out and to pick up some supplies for the, the newborn. And there was a, a gentleman, and based on his accent, I'm guessing he was from, he was trying to get back south. Um, but he was so friendly. He was outside, and it's it, it was cold. And he's out there with a propane grill grilling. And as I walk in, he's like, hey, are you hungry? Do you want some food? I'm grilling. I've got chips and hot dogs. And I said, no, no, I'm good. I live in town. And on the, my way out, his associate, she was standing at the exit, flagging down everybody saying, hey, if you're hungry, there's free food outside. We're grilling. So I went out, went back out to that guy and I said, you know, thank you for doing this. And I started, I took my wallet out. I wanted to give him some money and say, buy some more food for people. And he's like, no, no, no donations. We're just doing this. Uh, we got to make sure that we take care of each other. So that's one one light beacon in our world. The other one today is we were driving home 
and uh, it's it's negative fourteen outside. It's and great I and here. I see this guy uh, walking down the sidewalk carrying you know a backpack on his back and two in his two in his hands. And there's a gentleman that pulled over, and I don't know the exchange. I just saw it, but the guy ended up climbing over the snowbank and getting into this guy's car. So I'm just assuming that this kind-hearted person said, "Where are you heading? Let me get you there without you getting too cold." So that's been Orchard's optimism. I want you to remember that there's good in the world. Be the good you want to see in the world. Thank you so much for joining us on 30 Wise. Check out our Facebook page and email us on any topics you'd like us to discuss or if you have commentary on what we've discussed in today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay.